Now on Food FM, it's the vegan edition of Arthur's Table with Arthur Potts Dawson. Arthur's Table on Food FM with your host, Arthur Potts Dawson. Hi there, uh, this is Arthur Potts Dawson at Food FM, and we're joined today by Abby Bowie, we've got Lauren Lovett, and we've got Sarah Kiyo Popova all of whom are going to be talking about the future of food uh, as potentially plant-based diets become the norm. Um, We have got uh, Lauren, who's created a plant-based culinary academy, Sarah Popoa, who's got this most amazing She's So Delicious Instagram account, which just gets the most amazing coverage of food, mainly plant-based. I haven't seen any meat on it at all, so that's fabulous. And Abby, who's created the most fantastic vegan ice cream and we're going to be talking over the next hour about why plant-based cuisines are are the future and why they're so important. Um, If I could ask each of you to introduce yourselves, tell us a little bit about what you do and what you believe in and um, perhaps how you've gotten to where you are today, um, then we can begin the discussion. Um, Lauren, perhaps you'd like to start with uh, who you are and what you do. Yeah, sure. Hi, Arthur. Thanks so much for having us. Um, So, yeah, as you mentioned, I, a couple of years ago, started the Plant Academy. Um, So Plant Academy is a plant-based culinary academy um, which started in East London, but now, obviously, over the last year, we've gone more and more online. Um, So the idea really is to inspire passion through plants. So we bring in the leading minds from the industry to really share with our students from across the globe what's possible and the impact of plant-based food, um, kind of whether it's in business or in their lives. Um, So, so yeah, Plant Academy really does that. Um, And as well as the school, I also do kind of lots of consultancy. I actually started out kind of in restaurants, specifically like vegan restaurants. Um, And now I work around the world kind of teaching and also helping businesses to open plant-based places or start vegan concepts. Most recently, um, the first plant-based hotel in Paris called Hoy. Um, So yeah, that's a little bit about me. I know, I was so so upset when I, I knew that you were opening in Paris, but I also knew that, that the lockdown was kicking in. It was almost an impossible. I want to go and try that food, but I just oh, couldn't I get know. there. But I'm definitely going to get there when I can. Uh, Sarah, oh, uh, you know, your, um, Sarah, your passion for plants as a, as a power to change the future, um, plant-based foods, um, as you say on your Instagram account, she's so delicious. Um, what uh, um, is it that's brought you to this stage in, in in, in your, your sort of both professional and personal life. Hi, uh, hi there. Thanks for having us. Um, yeah, I was always really, really into both food and nature, and the uh, impact that food has on uh, our, our bodies. So I've always uh, experimented with uh, lots of different ways of eating, and uh, including um, sort of stopping to eat meat in my early twenties. So um, I've sort of been on a, a personal journey for a long time but it wasn't until about five well almost six years ago now uh, when I started putting pictures of my food up on Instagram that I could sort of connect my past which is more within the arts and uh, design uh, to connect that with my passion for food so I've then sort of um, gone on to uh, using uh, food as the kind of focus uh, for, for, a, for my art expression, you could say. 
Um, uh, so I'm now a work as a food photographer. Um, also, as you mentioned, my Instagram account is a big part of what I do. Um, so I, um, yeah, I, I think what I'm trying to do here is to, to get people really excited about the beauty of uh, plants and plant-based foods and uh, you know the beauty of what you can do with the incredible uh, ingredients that are all from the plant kingdom and uh, uh, yeah I think visuals have a very uh, like can have a really strong impact on people and uh, that's <laughs> that's what I'm sort of feel most passionate about and what I'm good about so you know I'm kind of combining those two uh, things to sort of do my own kind of campaign for uh, what I truly believe is, is the future of food and future of our planet, you know, we have to do this. So we can talk more about that later. So, yeah, yeah that's sure. me. I mean, plants are some of the most gorgeous things to photograph and some of the pictures that you create are just, I mean, they're, they're, they're art on a plate, aren't they? I mean, just, it's just fabulous to see. Um, thank you for being with us, Sarah. Abby, uh, you've created a delicious, um, I mean, I'm going to call it ice cream, but there's no cream in it. But do you want to tell us a little bit about what you do and, and, and about Moonji, your company? Hi. Yeah, of course. Hi, Arthur. Thank you so much for having me. Um, so I, yeah, I'm the creator and founder of Moonji. So we make a vegan ice cream that um, is inspired by Ayurveda is how I best describe it. And I have been trading now for the last uh, year and a half. It's coming up to a year and a half. We supply pharmacy, the um, acclaimed vegan restaurant in Notting Hill. And um, very recently we got a listing with Fortnum and Mason's, which I'm really excited and, and happy about. Um, so yeah, I actually got the idea for Moonji two years ago when I went traveling. Um, and it came about from really just like exploring what I love to do most, which is creatively cooking and I came up with the idea because I wanted to find something and create something that was this this bridge between um, my passion for Ayurveda which is this ancient old holistic medicine that comes from India and my love of this plant-based vegan movement um, so just really bridging the gap between this west these western trends with this eastern um, medicine um, and creating this um, innovative new product which i i believe um you know hasn't been done before um and yeah just generally on a on a personal level i think the reason why i i love this plant-based movement is because um there's so much creativity in it it's really where the innovation is um in food at the moment and um, when you go to the supermarket for example when you look in the, the for all the new products are all plant-based and people coming up with some really exciting new products and for me, I think it really is about um, coming back to this idea that we should be eating whole foods and just natural ingredients. And um, yeah, um, just it, 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 veganism and this plant-based movement is, is more of, of a lifestyle and how we can live it, not just through what we eat, but just every in every way. So yeah, I'm really, um, it's really great to be, be a part of it. Um, well, I mean, it's a, certainly part of the movement, Abby, and, you know, it is a lifestyle, you're right, isn't it? And, and it's a choice, and it, it's a conscious choice. Um, and I think it's important that Food FM covers this, you know, this narrative, because it is a beautiful thing to be talking about a plant-based diet and, and, and what the future of food holds. 
Um, Lauren, perhaps we can maybe stretch this story out now and, and let's talk about Plant Academy. Let's talk about veganism because I know that you're vegan and, uh, you know, whenever I've come and cooked with you, I've always been a bit like, oh, can I put a little bit of honey on this? No, no honey. Or what about some bee pollen? No bee pollen. I mean, all of the things that you think, oh, I'd just love to have this. But, but you know, it's, it's because there's a, there's, there's a purity to veganism, isn't there? And should we expand this conversation and sort of explain what veganism is and um, how it can be so good for you? Yeah, of course. So, um, yeah, I mean, I always love when you come to teach that you do really take on that that challenge because I know there's so many things you're like, oh, you know, we could just put a little bit and I'm like, oh, no, let's try it without. And I think, I mean, hopefully, Arthur, you agree that whenever you put something together, it's always, you know, equally delicious. So, um, well, so yeah, no, absolutely. So, I mean, and, and as a chef, I, I think any chef that has the capacity to cook can, can understand and go through the, the different gears that you need to require to, to drive through to, to, to finishing a dish. And, and, and you've inspired me, Lauren, because if I wanted to put a little bit of cream on an oat milk pancake, suddenly I don't use cream, I use uh, cashews that I puree and make a cashew cream. So, so there are ways to produce a plant-based diet very easily. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think, obviously, through through the school and everything that we try and do, it's, you know, I like I said at the beginning, I kind of, you know, I have always worked in more plant-based places, um, but definitely, like, the people that we have come on the courses aren't necessarily all, all vegan themselves. But what we really try and do is open up that conversation and share with people, like, what's possible. And it's not about, you know, I'm vegan or I'm not. It's just kind of like, wow, we can open up this whole new realm of ingredients and make food that's accessible to everyone. Because at the end of the day, there's so many things now that, you know, people can't have or just you know, different requirements. And what I love about predominantly plant-based food is so often it is kind of so accessible and so exciting to show that kind of di biodiversity and like the different ingredients that we can really start to celebrate, like kind of whether that's um, different kind of grains or different vegetables or anything really. But I really like that. Um, yeah, it, it definitely opens up people's eyes to like a new vocabulary in food. And the vocabulary that your your tummy or your bio gestate, you know, the, the things that are going on inside your body, uh, obviously there, there are building blocks that we've been convinced by both the milk and dairy board and the meat board and the government say, oh, you need meat, you need uh, butter, you need cheese, you need milk, you need to put yourself and eat all of these types of food. And, and so people have got this kind of mindset now, and I think it's been ingrained in us for, for generations, that you need this type of protein in order to be healthy. But um, I think that's one of the biggest questions that always comes to vegans, isn't it? Where do you get your protein from? Um, can we talk a little bit about the building blocks of, of, of food and how important proteins are? But there are plant-based proteins and, and a lot of them, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I was actually really, this time last year, we have a good friend that has a kind of sustainable fashion brand who took on this kind of question in veganism. So where do you get your protein from? And through her clothes, she um, actually printed on vegetables that give you as much protein as, say, like beef or any of the things that we're kind of, yeah, slightly um, brainwashed to thinking that are really necessary. And she had things like broccoli and kale um, and really kind of explained how so many, having this kind of amazingly rich kind of plant-based diet, it gives you everything you need. And I think the more we learn about it, like I'm certainly not coming from a nutrition background, but certainly like read around the subject quite a lot. Like there's so much out there. It's just sometimes, you know, listening to different people that, um, 
that really kind of share how to make these kind of balanced meals and what we try and do through the school as well obviously is share like you know how to build a plate like you would as a chef you know like is everything balanced is it satisfying have you got like protein which might come from you know beans nuts dark leafy vegetables so so yeah I think there's a huge conversation to be had and like the more we kind of start to understand about it it's just trying to spread that message even further. Are there any myths Lauren, that we should try and debunk now. And what's the myth of vegan? You know, people say, oh, vegan, are you going to be walking around, uh, you know, knitting your own muesli and wearing sandals? Whereas I think veganism is now, it's a, it's a modern way of living, isn't it? I mean, it's a, it is a movement. Abby said earlier on that there's this a, a movement of people going in the same direction when plant-based is the only way that they're going to eat. But, I mean, what are the myths that make you laugh about veganism? Oh, exactly. Well, I think, I mean, we're so lucky now especially in London I think obviously like we're deep into the kind of plant-based what was a trend but definitely is a movement and I loved yeah that you said that and um I mean well there's so many things I think it's either lots of people thinking they're going to be hungry they're not going to be satisfied like you hear quite a few people kind of trying to go plant-based and maybe you know missing out like not having enough kind of more kind of satiating things in their diet um also obviously things like calcium like obviously we're we're so kind of, and I'm sure obviously through Moonji you're going to have more information on this than I do, but um, just that, um, that we need calcium kind of through milk and dairy when actually you can get it from so many other things like sesame seeds. And it's kind of really trying to show people the variety rather than just thinking that there's like one or two ingredients that we've got to, in, got to include. I mean, you know, what's really wonderful about even us speaking for the past 10 minutes is there's so many words that um, can be associated with this vegan movement. There's, there's variety, it's holistic, you know, food can be your medicine. There's creativity in this movement uh, and it really is a lifestyle. Um, but your personal beliefs, Lauren, what is it that you personally believe why vegan and a plant-based diet? Is it good for the planet, good for your body, is it good for your conscience, your karma? Can we just stretch this story out a bit? Yeah, sure. Um, well, for me personally, like it all kind of started um, from a journey with my own mental health. So um, I kind of went on this whole journey when I was younger with people around me kind of getting really unwell and um, losing battles with mental illness and also went on my own kind of path myself. And to be honest, I after... A kind of real roller coaster with food, which is something that I've always been really passionate about. Plant-based food was the thing that really opened my eyes to like a whole new set of ingredients that I could use to kind of like re-nourish um, myself. And through that journey, I kind of I think it started off more from kind of health, um, and then very quickly I looked to actually retrain as a chef when I've been doing something totally different and. I started to discover the amazing people that were really doing more kind of um, plant-based food, but to a much higher level. So people like Matthew Kenny in LA, um, Deborah Durant down in the Cotswolds. And I started to retrain. And at that point, it was a creativity thing. So I kind of went from health to creativity. And I was like, wow, I can really like, you know, get so many different techniques, different ideas, different ingredients onto these plates. Like I absolutely love you know, plating and art. And um, for me, that kind of started to come out. And then as I've learned more about it, kind of in this process, then opening restaurants and different businesses since, I really started to understand the impact on the environment, um, talking to, you know, 
different people, how we can improve things, how we can do it differently. And I think for me now, it's very much kind of this future thinking way of cooking. And I think it comes on all of those levels. And it does, like, I mean, you see time and time again how people really have kind of, you know, taken their kind of lives almost to the next level through even not necessarily going like 100% vegan, but just through adopting these kind of basic ideas of like, you know, whole foods and kind of, you know, taking a bit of time to create something that gives you what you need. Um, and I hope that, yeah, through kind of working with chefs, we can take that even further to make these kind of well-balanced, beautiful looking, sustainable meals um, even more desirable through kind of the power of the visual and how they taste, of course. It's interesting that you say, you know, plating is an art. And, and if I can invite Sarah in now, because I think that's the perfect sort of jump across to Sarah. Sarah, um, plating as an art and how you capture it as a, as a picture, which in itself is art, um, how are you finding this, this movement of plant-based, um, I guess, I guess, lifestyle being expressed through art and image? And, and how have you tried to represent that as yourself? Mm. Yeah, it's an interesting question and really now, I think it's a now kind of question. Well, I, I mean, it's, since I've been sort of involved in the healthy eating scene or the green scene or whatever you want to call it, probably for the last 20 years or so since I moved to, to uh, England, really, uh, from Sweden. And um, uh, I, I can just see the difference from um, being involved in an alternative way of eating then compared to now. It's, it's, it's completely different. And I, I definitely think um, that uh, social media has, um, and, and photography has had a huge um, uh, role to play in this. So it's really, um, I, I would say, like since people started uh, using devices since we got like <laughs> smartphones to carry around in our pockets and since social media just have taken on another level which is only really in the last i don't know six seven eight years or so um i think there's been a huge shift in how people view uh, alternative ways of eating i.e plant-based foods so for myself when i first started out on uh, instagram i had absolutely no plan in what i was going to do or post about uh, uh, whatsoever but I very quickly realized that I could put up uh, pictures of my meals um, because that was something that I was constantly changing and doing different every day so it was something interesting to uh, photograph and uh, I then very quickly connected with a handful of other people across the world who were doing something very similar so they were uh, making plant-based foods uh, mostly vegan foods and um, and they were photographing it beautifully, styling it beautifully. It looked super attractive, really interesting. I, I just found that there was this whole world which I'd just never ever seen before. <laughs> and I don't think in mainstream media it was really um, present then, but it has since affected uh, um, visual food culture like across like all boards. And, um, and, and that's to do with the fact that you're uh, normalizing and also um, making uh, attractive something which has always been a bit well I don't know like a small a small kind of subculture um, of, of sorts 
And that's not just for, for plant-based is... food or vegan food, but it's like across, like so many other subcultures have sort of found their voices through social media. So yeah, I think that's amazing. Well, so social media is a tool now that is accelerating change dramatically. And, and I love the fact that you say that there's this normalizing effect um, of social media being able to, I mean, people are, especially the, the, the young generation, it's the generations that are inheriting the planet, they're realizing that through their social media and technology, they can they can make an impact. They can actually drive change. Because um, I know that a lot of the, the work or a lot of the messaging that you have, Sarah, is around sustainability, ethics, resilience, and caring for the planet more. Um, how does that come out in your work? And, and, and how connected are you to the planet and, and the importance of this sort of resilient world we need to build? Um, I think... From a just from a sort of base level, I was always very connected to nature, having grown up in a small place in the north of Sweden. So nature was always uh, very uh, it had a, has always had a very natural place for me, um, and um, and I think with food, my journey was uh, or has been first understanding the impact of the way that you eat and what you eat. How it affects your body and your mind, and how um, how you can sort of change um, how you feel and, and change how your body functions just by eating differently and, and choosing choosing foods that are suitable for you. So I think that's then kind of like this, the more final stage has been uh, understanding the connection between that uh, if it's impacting it, food has an impact on ourselves but it also has an impact on the planet and our environment and everything around us just as much as it has an impact on our bodies. I'm sure there's a more <laughs> like a, a more sort of a condensed way I can say that in one sentence. I've probably no. written it somewhere but no, I think Sarah, it's, that's, I think that's it... kind of the end sense. Yeah. I mean I think Sarah what you're saying is it, so poignant. You know, we've got the, the body and the mind, food and the planet the body function, uh, all of that, and, and, a, and a healthy mind. Uh, Lauren, coming back to your points about, um, you know, vegetables and plant-based diet actually helped you to, to keep mentally uh, able to deal with the world that you're experiencing. Um, and, and sometimes meat or, or, or poorly processed meat or, or, or you know, dairy, um, you know, there's a lot of foods that can actually um, destabilize and disrupt the way you're thinking because they can be either aggressive or they can be very strong on the gut and the gut is obviously a really important part of your body so body and mind function are essential um, and Lauren just to come back to you quickly body and mind function do, do, do you believe that um, a plant-based diet has a much clearer and purer way of your body um, metabolizing food? I so is there a straightforward answer to this? I'm not sure. But I mean, for me personally, it has been really life changing. I, you know, do eat, you know, 100% plant based now and kind of gone through different times when I've eaten like fish and things over the years. Um, I think everyone is different. Like, it's, it might be that some people it suits to have a little bit of kind of something on the side of their meals. But I really love that kind of and something actually Sarah and I talk about, but you know, that, that kind of more Japanese way or like of eating sometimes where you just have a small amount of things rather than like we do kind of sometimes over here having like such vast quantities, especially of like animal products. Um, so I think that, yeah, I mean, there's definitely a way of kind of eating and I think 
everyone kind of finds their own thing but for me kind of yeah understanding and literally feeling into my body I know that I do feel so much better and when I look back on you know different times when I'd kind of been really trying to support um, my mental health in different ways this definitely has been the thing and I think it's because it's because of that biodiversity it's like I think when especially being a bit kind of creative and foodie you know you're like oh my god like I want to try all these different things and it does open up so much and I mean listening to people like um, Zach Bush talk about kind of the microbiome and biodiversity and all of those things and you're like wow like you know it does it does scientifically really make a difference of how we are like you say looking after our kind of gut as well so so yeah I do think that a more plant-based diet definitely is going to be something that helps your mental health but overall kind of health and well-being in general you know there's an interesting point here that, that chefs now are sort of lent on for so much information but when we kind of say right gut microbiome mental health food really isn't this a doctor's world shouldn't there be scientists telling us this stuff or is actually chefs who are kind of saying well this is what i feel this is what i think this is the impact that food has on my body and therefore this is how i cook um and and but there's certainly no you know, there's no degree or doctor's, you know, kind of qualifications, but surely a chef in some way who, who deals with food every day has a qualification to say, well, this is what I feel because this is how I feel in my body. Um, and But uh, just coming over across to, to Abby, Abby, although we're not doctors, chefs or foodies, um, certainly we have ways of um, connecting to food. Um, and you use Ayurveda and the Ayurvedic techniques to make your products and, and, and um, build your belief systems around both your business and your, and your personal life. Would you tell us a little bit about Ayurveda and, and the, the concept of how Ayurveda approaches food and food preparation? Because although none of us are doctors, Ayurveda is, is, a, is a very pure way of looking at um, uh, eating food, isn't it? Yes, that, that's such a great question, Arthur. Um... I, well, first of all, I've just loved this whole conversation so far as well, what Lauren was saying about how, yeah, everyone is is unique and we all are, have individual needs. And that's essentially what Ayurveda talks about. It's that we're all in, uh, different. And depending on your body type, um, you have different needs of what you should eat. And it's um, it's really interesting, actually, in terms of the conversation around dairy, because um, Ayurveda dates back to um 2000 years and in india back then um you know uh, dairy was consumed but it was consumed in a completely different way so for example cows in india are worshipped you know you don't eat beef um i grew up never eating beef and i guess how my ancestors used to eat was that they would have dairy but it would be either raw unpasteurized milk um and it would be you know in not every meal it would be consumed less again sort of what lauren was saying um and in, in the way that we consume these things in such a huge amount makes it obviously um also not not great for us and um yeah so it was looking when i was deciding about you know what ingredients to use for my ice cream well first of all for me i stopped drinking dairy milk um quite a few years ago but when i started sort of looking into ayurveda um i realized really a lot of it to do is is about the process and the ways that we eat food so back then say how my ancestors used to eat in india um you know that that dairy was just of 
much better quality compared to say the dairy that I'd be getting in my supermarket with, um, you know, industrialized, you know, um, milk that, um, you know, either contains lots of hormones that are being given by these animals that are living in not so good conditions. So I do definitely think there is a good conversation around, you know, where where we get a lot of our ingredients from as well as what we're consuming. And that's why I like this kind of combination of of looking at how, um, you know, ancient medicine and what they say about health and nutrition and now what the science is saying about this plant based movement. And again, what, what again, what we've all been saying in this conversation is that science is really catching up and there's so much evidence now to suggest that a plant-based diet is considerably better for your health. Um, I think I read somewhere that the top 10 diseases um, in the Western world that um, uh, are basically um, are reversible or you can considerably reverse your risk of, of getting these top 10 diseases from having a plant-based diet. Um, and also, again, research to suggest that, you know, looking after your microbiome and your gut health is so important. And that comes from eating nutrient dense food, which you can get from eating plant based foods. So, um, there's been some great documentaries on it, too. So, for example, Game Changers. Um, I don't know if um, any of you have watched it recently, but I think that really changed the perception of what, you know, a vegan person looks like. So there were loads of bodybuilders um, and athletes on, on that documentary and just watching how how amazing um, their performance, their performance in, in their skills and their sports increased on a plant based vegan diet is just proof that actually, you know, this is real stuff and that the um, people are, are living it and, and are getting results from it. And yeah, just on a personal level as well for me, like um, I think when I consciously made that that choice of, of living more plant-based, I saw just a, a huge shift in, in energy levels for me. And um, and that's really, for me, it was the deciding factor of, okay, wow, this, this really works and this is how I wanna live because I'm really seeing the results. And yeah, that's a really empowering place to be in, to know that you can, um, you can actively, you know, look after your health and, and live in a way that's really energized through, through what you eat and you have con complete control over that. It's, it's interesting, Abby, isn't it, that the Ayurvedic practice, which is 2,000 years old, which is a sort of a healthy way of identifying that your body type uh, and, and the fact that you have a particular body type. And I think Ayurveda has about four or five different body types. And, and if you're one particular body type, then this is the type of diet that you should have. Um, but that's 2,000 years of knowledge that we're now embracing and it's becoming a movement, it, it's blending into the work that Lauren is doing and that Sarah's are doing and, and, and Ayurvedic practice is something that people say, okay, well, I'll build that into the way I design my business. It might not all be Ayurvedic, but there's certainly parts to it. How did you use Ayurveda to create your plant-based ice cream, if I can call it cream? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. So um, basically in Ayurveda, there's a, there's a big um, focus on digestion. So in Ayurveda, it talks a lot about the, the health benefits of spices um, and how spices 
really help your digestive fire, which is your Agni, stay alive throughout the day. So traditionally, it says that cold foods aren't so good for your digestion because it burns out the fire in your in your digestion. So by adding spices, what you're doing is you're creating that heat and you're basically yeah you're 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 aiding your digestion that way so that's how the ayurveda is really inspired my ice cream and my product because i use spices um, and a combination different combinations of them to make really interesting unique uh, flavor combinations so for example a really popular flavor is my golden turmeric which is based on the ayurvedic drink uh, golden turmeric um, milk which is made with essentially masala chai spices and with turmeric and it it's just a really gorgeous golden color. It's so good for you and it tastes great. Uh, well, I've tasted it. I think it's fantastic. It's like tasting sunshine. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's a popular one. Uh, well, so there is. I mean, I think your point about game changers is an important one, Abby. And maybe I can uh, cut back to Lauren. Game changers. Is vegan and plant-based diets and, and, and how you teach it at your school, uh, you know, is this a game changer? Is this, uh, you know, going to be the new norm? Well, I mean, I hope I, on so many levels, I, I hope so. I mean, I think what's really exciting in food right now is that, you know, so many restaurants are kind of, you know, sh like you say, it's, you know, chefs can't be doctors, they can't be all these things. But at the end of the day, we are aware of ingredients and we're, you know, excited by how they make us feel. And I think that it is very kind of game changing to see that, so many chefs are kind of putting more plant-based foods on their on their menus. They're kind of almost anywhere you go. I know we're very privileged in London, especially, to be able to have this kind of like huge plant-based surge. But most restaurants are kind of you know taking it pretty seriously. They're making sure that they've got interesting dishes that can really kind of inspire people, not just because they're vegan to have these things, but you know anyone can go in and try them and. I really love there's um, a restaurant down in Hoxton called The Frog and um, Jamie Park kind of went on his own. He's a kind of traditionally trained chef, works with Adam Handling and he um, kind of decided for the vegan month to go vegan and put a kind of plant-based menu on, um, on the table and on one side was the kind of um, the regular menu and on the other side was plant-based and they were encouraging diners to try both so one would get plant-based one would have the other um, and it stuck it, they were only going to do it for a month and they've ended up kind of doing it forever um, and he went kind of predominantly plant-based and I think it's really exciting that people are kind of taking on this challenge and I think the more we elevate food the more we show that these options are just like any other option and then especially in terms of like restaurants and cooking and chefs eating out like for people to think that you know you just try anything and they just might end up kind of by chance having a plant-based dish but it just means there's a more level kind of playing field what's interesting uh, about the three of you lauren sarah and um abby is that in some way we're talking about game changing movement migration changing the playing field that we're on um, and in that there is this kind of influencers role that you have and there's this this modern role that people that have become you know, oh, that's an influencer. They're the person that kind of dictates where we're going and, and, and the direction that we're heading in. Um, but Sarah, you know, looking at how you stylize this plant-based movement, it, 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 for me, is really influential. Um, but for you, 
who is influential, where do you get your influence from and, and how do you pick up the sort of style and, and, and drive to move forward with being creative? Mm, interesting. Yeah, I think um, rather than saying that I'm being influenced by or influencing, I think the main thing that I'm trying to do is to be really true to myself and to my own beliefs and to um, and to have come to a position where I realized that people are interested in my take on things. But they're only interested in my take on things because I'm just going for it. <laughs> so this is, it's been a long journey, but once you get really kind of uh, confident about that, actually the way that I see the world and what I'd like to push forward is worth pursuing and it's worth refining and it's worth uh, developing, um, you know, if I say develop, it means, you know, developing in trying to get more, take even make better images or like be, um, be more connected between what I actually really feel is really important and, and really true. Um, and how can I express that to people? How can I sort of, in a way, help people or give something to people by, by being as true to my vision as I, as I can be. I think that's it. I mean, and that vision is not something that I've read about or I, I decided, oh yeah, my vision is going to be X, Y, Z. It's just like the way that I find the vision is like trying to go, like trying to be really honest with like what is actually super, really, really, really important to me. And that's been, that's an ongoing so, journey, you know. It's sort of, this is who I am and this is what I do. Yeah, and this is what I believe in. Like, I think when yeah. I started out, I wasn't pushing so much for, um, particularly for like things like sustainability or uh, even talking too much about it being plant-based. And, and, but then at some point I realized, actually, I do have a bit of an audience here and they do seem to pay attention to what I'm posting and what I'm talking about. So mm. I, um, I, again, coming back to documentaries, I watched a documentary called The True Cost which is actually about fast fashion, but it's very similar. It's the same concept, you know, food, fashion, everything. <laughs> it's, um, you know, the big industrialized uh, way of creating something vers versus something that is more uh, connected and more respectful to the environment. So um, well, uh, by watching... Well, uh, I mean, our consumption, our consumption habits are certainly damaging the planet, uh, almost um, to the point where we won't be able to reverse the impact that we're having. Um, yeah. And, and your, uh, yeah. your point, Sarah, which I think is a good one, uh, that you made earlier on, is that 20 years ago, when you sort of first started on this journey of, of telling your story, you know, 20 years or 25 years can be considered, can be considered a generation. And, mm -hmm. uh, and it's important that we, we don't just look at the one year or the three year or even the 10 year cycle, and that we look at the next generation to come and, and uh, Sarah how would you see you know as we kind of need to heal the planet having done so much damage um, you know how, how you future communicate or, or, or how you future um, you know inspire others to change the way that they, they impact on the planet because it seems to me that that's that's what you're able to do because of the, the style and, and the skill of how you come across on social media Mm, yeah, I, I, I feel I can only do as much as I can do at, <laughs> at any one time and, uh, and of course it's a sort of ongoing journey but um, I don't know, I mean I, I, in some ways I could say that part of me is like kind of pessimistic about the future but I think that's also motivating me 
to try to do something because I don't want that pessimistic view of the future of mine to come true. So I'm focusing on the vision of the future that I would like to see and then I, I try to do everything that I can to support that vision. And um, I, um, we are, um, we have the capacity of everything, you know, we have the capacity of the extreme ignorance and darkness and we have the capacity of being incredibly connected and caring. So I, I, I fear that all I can do is try to sort of campaign for this um, way of, you know, it's about connection really, it's like connecting with yourself and once you connect with yourself and the impact your actions have on your, your own self, then you start understanding the impact that your action has on the wider picture and then you feel kind of responsible for what's going on all around you. And I think there's a disconnect right now between people don't see the connection between, between themselves and what's going on all around themselves. And I think, I'm hoping that we're waking up a little bit more to it, but I'm not sure that it's going to be the majority of people, but, I, but that's my wish, is that the majority of people start making that connection between our own it's the majority that they're going to have to catch up yeah. with these it's the majority <laughs> they're going to have to catch up with the, with the movement that, that's that's coming isn't it uh, lauren yeah you know plant academy you know and you teaching people some who, who might not be vegan or some who might even be meat or, or fish eaters uh, but they're coming to you because they want to learn a new way of doing things and that's a movement and that's a journey isn't it? And so how do you see your journey and, and the movement for Plant Academy and, and, and teaching plant-based practices? You know, it's, I think the thing that I found really powerful, which is, to be honest, like when we started, I didn't necessarily, you know, you don't realise what's going to kind of evolve. But we obviously, we've, we really have students come when we were doing the in real life classes and online from all over the world. And I think what everyone that's really passionate about this has in common is they're kind of you know, we're looking to connect, we are looking for this kind of community and what's been incredible through the academy is joining people together from across the globe that have this shared vision and whether they're kind of plant-based or not, they are very passionate about sustainability and making an impact through the food they serve and the thing that is so powerful is kind of joining together and I think at the moment, I mean, what we really try and do through the school is share that you know if we all come together to do this we can you know have more of an impact have make this movement kind of m like larger and you know try and bring in all these kind of teachers that you know each of them individually are doing their own things but i always just feel like if we can be as one and we can connect and support each other to kind of bring this you know vision of the future to life i really hope that is what we can do through through Plant Academy and also Sarah and I have um, a food studio in East London and we kind of do the same like working with brands working with people that also are doing their own you know doing their own thing bringing projects to life but it's um, I really think it's that power of connection that um, will kind of make a huge difference. The connection has been there's there's a, a bit of an irony in as much that this sort of lockdown COVID issue has sort of forced us all into our own bubbles and, and sort of took away the capacity for people to come and learn in your food studio with you chopping next to you some shallots or stirring some rice. But actually, in a way, this sort of virtual world has helped you expand globally, hasn't it? 
Yeah, it has. I mean, it's opened up so much. I mean, we normally have people kind of traveling to us from all over, but only come to spend a week or 10 days in London. And we've really been able to reach out to more people, which has been incredible. Um, so I think, I mean, although like, you know, I think we're all missing that in real life experience, there is, it opens up a lot of possibilities to be able to do things virtually as well. And I think if they kind of complement each other and we have this, you know, like thriving, um, like student community and like Facebook groups and things. And it's, it's just magical to see that people are all kind of taking away so much and connecting and, you know, they might end up, we've had so many students from places like Norway and kind of they're now kind of connected where they wouldn't have necessarily met and they've kind of been able to form, you know, new connections through coming on this course. So yeah, it's just, it's really, it's really good to see. And I hope that that kind of momentum um, continues. Well, I loved Sarah's point about journeys. There's been a couple of um, um, points being made about journeys and Abby, you're certainly on a journey, but you're, I think you're even younger on your journey than the plant Academy is. And so, you know, a sort of a young vegan company coming up in the world, uh, moving through the gears and trying to accelerate into the marketplace. Um, how do you view your journey and, and, and what type of sort of vegan journey do you think you're going to be taking over, over the next few years and, and, and the next generation? Yeah, well, I think it's definitely going to be centered around how can we live more in tune with nature, really. And I think the plant-based movement has a real part to play in that. And you know, how can we, we live in a way that's more holistic and just just showing that, that plant-based foods just doesn't have to be boring. It can be delicious and nutritious at the same time. And that's something which I've really tried to do with my ice cream. You know, a lot of um, feedback that I get is that people try it and they don't even realize that it's even vegan. So I think that's the best when you can kind of trick people into um, <laughs> just eating more plants without even realizing. Um, so I think, yeah, just, just going in that direction of just educating people on the health benefits of it. And it's really empowering for young people as well. I think it can be really overwhelming with sustainability and, and, and the and climate crisis to think, oh God, like it's too late or what, what can I do to re really make an impact? But um, to know that you can, you can make an impact through the the food you eat and the choices you make um, around that can be really empowering. So just kind of just being part of that movement is is really great. And um, yeah, looking forward to to kind of growing as I as I do so. Looking forward to the journey. Well, uh, thank you all so much uh, for for your sort of insights. Uh, I wonder if we can um, just open up a sort of friendly chat for the next few minutes. I appreciate it's probably difficult to talk over each other, but are there any questions you'd like to ask each other or, or any points of encouragement or even challenges uh, for each other before we um, before we end this uh, session? I just wanted to, to, to just inspired by what Abby just said, I, I completely agree. I think um, in, in this time of like so much kind of conflicting advice and you know so much responsibility and the world is burning <laughs> it's it's good to know that you you can actually do a very very easy little change that you can do every day and that is going to have a positive impact on the future of ourselves and the planet which is just eating more plant-based foods i think that's a really like encouraging and great action that you can take yeah and and also just 
what Sarah said as well about looking at things holistically. I really like that, just re recognizing like the interconnectedness of everything, like from the food we eat through, you know, the, where we buy our clothes and just how, like we were saying, this is a real movement and it's a lifestyle and, and yeah, just being able to like learn how to like live, live through that in different ways is, is really important. Yeah, I think that, um, yeah, I mean, I love all of those things and I think it is, it's just exciting now that we can kind of like, you know, make it more accessible through like, you know, creating these amazing ice cream brands and different things. But I really hope, like Sarah said, is this kind of key takeaway that, yeah, it's not even saying like, you know, overnight I'm just going to eat plant-based, but just, you know, being a bit curious and saying, oh, I could change one meal a day, two meals a day, or maybe just, you know, find a new brand or maybe just change the ice cream that I eat. And it's great that there's so many more kind of opportunities now to just kind of to try things. Um, and yeah, I hope that that's something that everyone feels like they could even just, you know, give a go in their own in their own way. Well, I've certainly been re-nourished with all this plant-based talk. Um, there's a real vision, isn't there, for this sort of movement. Um, you know, there's, it's a super creative space to be in. It's a beautiful place to be in. I love the fact that it can be seen as a green scene. Um, and that technology has the capacity to, to help us drive this and accelerate it more. Um, you know, being artistic, being stylish, um, getting food on the plate and, and, and showing everybody how beautiful it can be. Um, it's been so amazing, Lauren and, and Sarah and Abby, to, to, to hear what you have to say. Um, any last parting thoughts before we sign off from Food FM's vegan plant-based conversation? I don't know. I just want to say, like, every, every, you can make a difference. I think people, it's easy for people to feel kind of small and insignificant and, like, whatever you do is not going to make a difference. But that's not true. I, I really believe we can, every, everyone will, can have an impact because we are all uh, part of the same big thing. Um, it's been really, it's been really, really great to have this conversation. Thank you so much for, for uh, inviting us, Arthur. It's really exciting what you're doing. No, it's here, it, it, really it's fabulous to have you, and I appreciate in, in, in a busy world with everybody doing their busy things to, to you to give your time to, to Food FM to talk about this. But I think what's great about Food, is, Food FM is going to give all of these types of narratives a, a place uh, to, to, to speak from, even to shout from. You know, we have important narratives coming from all different places in the food world, uh, and, and um, I think that it's very important. That we talk about our plant-based diet so you know we're, we're humbled by having you on uh, on food fm sarah thank you so much um abby lauren any last points i think that was such a, a great way to leave it i think that it's it is kind of yeah empowering to think that you know everyone can just do something so yeah i i love what you're doing here arthur so thanks so much for um yeah having us i can't wait to see it all come together Thank you so much. Uh, you know, really, I appreciate some tricky questions coming in from me, but I thought they would open up the conversation and, and challenge you. But I think it's important. Online, on smart speakers and on Listen Again, this is Food FM. You've been listening to the vegan edition of Arthur's Table on Food FM with Arthur Potts-Dawson.